today on Broadway for Thursday, January 16th, 2020. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, happy National Swing Day. We are recording show on Wednesday night, obviously, and this is the day that apparently everybody in the theater community has decided to celebrate the swings. It is Actors' Equity's fifth annual Swing Day. Um, obviously, we talk about this quite a bit, the unsung heroes of Broadway are the swings and the understudies and the standbys. Um, so if, you know, if you have a favorite swing, uh, make sure that you tell them happy swing day, even if it's a day late if you're hearing this on Thursday. But uh, always good to celebrate the folks who don't always get the uh, the most applause and acclaim in a Broadway show, James. Do you know any Broadway uh, swings that are twins? Uh, that are twins? Yeah. Uh, not, not that I know of. Why? Because they, be, they would be great swing sets. Oh, Jesus. It's been a long time since I've had a good dad joke on Broadway Radio. We're, we're still waiting for a good dad joke. <laughs> swings are awesome. We love the swings, you big yes. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another thing that we love is everybody who is a part of our Patreon family over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Um, as we said uh, yesterday, we're going to start having some uh, yeah, Zoe's Extraordinary that. Playlist uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I didn't tell you. Um, so Jennifer McHugh and I are going to do that. I'm coming to New York uh, in less than a month. So James, I guess oh. we'll have to do some uh, some review episodes of the shows that I'm seeing. I've already got booked. Let me see here if I can pull up my handy-dandy spreadsheet. Um, I'm just in the early days, but I'm seeing two Broadway shows and, and two off-Broadway shows already. I'm seeing The Headlands at LCT3. I'm going back to Hadestown. Uh, that I'm seeing seeing Cambodian rock band at Signature off-Broadway. And I'm going, so believe it or not... I am going to the first Broadway preview of Six, the musical. Oh, so, uh, good. So some interesting stuff there. I'll have more, obviously, but uh, always a good time to jump in on the Patreon, especially as we are starting to kick things into gear uh, over there. And as the season keeps going, we will have more and more stuff to be talking about in the Patreon feed. Uh, this evening, which is uh, Wednesday evening, I went to a very swanky uh, book party for uh, our own Carrie Purcell. Oh yeah, uh, we, haven't Car- had, we haven't heard from Carrie in uh, in quite a while, have we? Yeah, Carrie's been off uh, on book leave uh, and uh, wrote a book, and we're going to talk with her on Broadway Radio about it in the next couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. uh, chatted yeah, with her tonight. Theater. Yes, exactly. And. Uh, and uh, saw Dan Fortune, saw Robbie Rizal, saw a bunch of uh, folks at at the party. It was really great to catch up with everybody and see them. Awesome. IRL. <laughs> Speaking of IRL, the reviews are in for My Name is Lucy Barton on Broadway. Yes, James, this is the one-woman show starring the great Laura Linney. It is coming to us from the Manhattan Theater Club, and it is playing the Samuel J. Friedman Theater and is currently scheduled to run just through February 29th. This is a transfer from the West End and is based on the novel by the best-selling author uh, Elizabeth Strout. It is adapted by Rona Monroe and is directed by Olivier Award winner Richard Eyre. Uh, in the show, as I said, it's a one-woman show, the character of Lucy Barton, uh, obviously one-woman show, played by Laura Linney, is in the hospital for an extended amount of time, which brings her 
mother to the hospital to check on her, and it has been quite a while since they have seen each other. They have a quite fractured relationship. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that in the reviews. But let's start off with the gray lady herself. Ben Brantley made the show a New York Times critic's pick, and he said in his review, quote, the title character of my name is Lucy Monroe. Uh, or, sorry, my name is Lucy Barton. Rona Monroe's crystalline stage adaptation of Elizabeth Strout's 2016 novel is hardly a woman of mystery. On the contrary, as embodied for with middle American forthrightness by the perfectly cast Laura Linney, Lucy may be the most translucent figure now on a New York stage. Feelings seem to register on her face before her thoughts have a chance to catch up with them, so that we know when she's hurting or happy almost before she does. A New York writer who grew up in rural Illinois, Lucy Barton is surely someone we can trust to speak plain. What a relief to be in the company, for once, of a thoroughly reliable narrator. And yet, mystery, truly unfathomable and utterly ordinary, is at the center of this deceptively modern, ma modest Manhattan Theatre Club production, which originated in London and is directed with quiet care by Richard Eyre. I'm not referring to the classic suspense-making withholding of information that is usually a requisite of entertaining storytelling, nor do I mean those moments in which Lucy, recalling a loveless childhood in poverty on an isolated farm, slams on the brakes of her narrative as she stumbles on a memory she would rather not talk about now. Give her time, she'll come back to it. But Lucy also knows that full transparency does not equal full knowledge. This is true even when your primary sources are your own heart and mind. Ben gets into a little bit more of the narrative and a little bit more of the story, which I don't want to spoil too much of, but needless to say, he uh, made it a critic's pick. He really enjoyed it. Also enjoying it is Tom Geyer from The Rap, who said, quote, Alone on stage for the 90-minute running time of the show, uh, Lenny, uh, Lenny skillfully segues between the authorial voice of Lucy and the sharp Midwestern twang of her mother without ever veering into caricature. Under Richard Eyre's nuanced direction, she maintains full command of the story even as it meanders from Lucy's hospital stay to flashbacks of her hard-scrabble, TV-free Illinois upbringing to glimpses at a future success, a future success born of sacrifice and loss. Our friend Adam Feldman was a little more mixed on it, writing in Time Out New York in a three out of five star review. Lenny comes most alive when she's inhabiting Lucy's mother, pushing her voice into a nasal Midwestern bark and delivering juicy storytelling monologues. It's when she is narrating the story as Lucy that the play runs into trouble. Writing and reading are solitary events. Public performance is not. And the literary qualities of the text, though often lovely, prove an obstacle. The very fine Linny works hard to suggest an interior struggle between the smooth, polished reticence of the words. At several points, she verges on tears. Yet it is hard to shake the sense that Lucy is writing for us, not speaking to us. So uh, I think this is probably the case a lot of times, James, when you have a one-person show that is adapted from a novel. It, it is very hard for one person to kind of blend those things into something that feels fully fully theatrical. There's always going to be a bit of narrating it, and uh, it seems like for some of the reviews, they made it work. For Adam, not as much. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, it's a New York Times critic pick, so uh, you can't go wrong, right? All right. Uh, what do we have in Broadway <laughs> show casting news? 
<laughs> All right. First up, yesterday, the news that I had teased on Twitter and then went a little bit more into in depth with Ashley uh, here on Broadway Radio was officially confirmed as the Broadway production of Frozen announced that they would be uh, announced who would be stepping into the roles of the Royal Sisters when original stars Casey Levy and Patty Murin exit next month. Taking on the role of Queen Elsa will be one of my favorites, Sierra Renee, who played the witch in Big Fish on Broadway, replaced as the leading player in the Tony-winning revival of Pippin, and originated the role of Esmeralda in Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. She also starred as Kiara, a.k.a. Hawkgirl, in the first season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. She will be joined by recent University of Michigan graduate, whoop-de-doo, Mackenzie Kurtz, who will be making her Broadway debut as Princess Anna. They will be joined by Ryan McCartan, most recently of Scotland, PA, who will take over as Hans when Joe Carroll departs with the original sisters. The trio, along with new Anna standby Lauren Nicole Chambers, begin their runs on February 18th. Then, on Wednesday afternoon, we over at Broadway World exclusively reported that the Britney Spears musical Once Upon a One More Time Mm -hmm. will be coming to Broadway this summer following its run in Chicago in the spring. The production will run in the Windy City from April 14th through May 17th and then will begin performances where else? But, of course, the Marriott Marquis Theater uh, on my birthday, actually, <laughs> and the day that the In the Heights movie comes out, June 26, 2020, and then we'll have an official opening night on July 30th. No official announcement has been made, and the production uh, press reps could not confirm that information, but it is accurate. Uh, if you forgot, James, what the <laughs> story of this show is, um, it's not a bio-musical, although... A Britney Spears bio musical could be quite entertaining, especially when we get into Justin Timberlake and head shaving. Um, but instead, the plot description reads, quote, Once upon a one more or once upon a time, a group of famous fairy tale princesses gather for their fortnightly book club to read together from well, the only book they've ever known, Grimm's Fairy Tales. When Cinderella makes a desperate wish for a new story, a rogue fairy godmother drops the feminine mystique in their corseted lap. Oh, baby, baby, could there really be more to life than bridesmaid dresses, friendships with woodland creatures, and dreams of a prince's kiss? Uh, I am, for whatever reason, I'm often drawn to these weird concept shows, James, and I'm really, really interested to see what this is. Um, The the cast for the recent readings have been pretty stellar. I mean, everyone who you would uh, imagine might be doing a Britney Spears musical about princesses is in there. Um, So I'm interested to see who they end up casting in the show for Chicago and then subsequently to Broadway. But I am oddly excited about this one, James. Sort of, from reading the synopsis here, sort of a uh, women's only into the woods. That and with mixed with a little head over heels, I think, too. Yeah, which uh, are all good things, in my opinion. Oh, totally, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I mean, as you mentioned, these these readings have been just chock full of talent. So, yeah, uh, and if uh, and if a certain tour keeps canceling tour yeah. stops, um, mm-hmm. one of the bigger stars from the readings might actually be able to be a part of it. Kelsey Grammer. He's replacing one of those tour stops that was canceled. Thank you for the callback. I'm glad you listened to yesterday's episode. I listen every day multiple times, especially when it comes out late. Anyway, so uh, next up we have the non-Broadway show and casting news. 
Yeah, I did the Broadway casting news already. This is the non-Broadway short casting news. Okay. Uh, first up, over at the Signature Theater off Broadway. Oh, I understand now. Okay. Yeah, I was confused by that. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yesterday, Signature announced that they had already extended the New York premiere of Lauren Yee's Cambodian rock band, one I've already got my tickets to, even though performances don't start until February 4th. The show will now run for an extra week through March 15th. Next up, down in South Florida, not something we normally talk about, but this is a really exciting show, James. Miami New Drama will present the world premiere of a new musical called A Wonderful World, obviously featuring the music of Louis Armstrong. Oh, wow. What's cool about this, James, and ironically, I was listening to this person on a podcast uh, on Wednesday morning. The book of the show is written by regular Maximu Theater and Performance Podcast contributor Oren Squire. (gasps) And Yeah. Cool. He's a playwright and writes for a lot of TV. This is us, Evil, uh, The Good Fight, um, and so he's the book writer for this. Uh, the show is going to run from March fifth through April fifth, and the show, of course, is based on the life of Armstrong and will feature Juson Williams as Louis, Dion Figgins as Daisy Parker, as well as Lana Gordon, Nicole Henry, Darlene Hope, Gavin Gregory, Stephen G. Anthony, Dewitt Fleming Jr., Michael McKeever, and more. Christopher Renshaw will direct, and I'm excited to head down to Miami to see this one, James. Uh, I, I don't get to see a ton of theater in Miami. But I am going to uh, head all the way down there to see that, I think. Also on Wednesday, we learned where Waterwell will next be presenting their docudrama, The Courtroom, which, as you might remember, is a series of one-night engagements using the actual transcripts of U.S. deportation hearings. The show will next play the Lucille Lortel Theater on Wednesday, February 12th, and then Symphony Space on Monday, March 9th. Both performances will be at 7 p.m., and the cast for each night will be announced soon. And finally, yesterday, Barrington Stage announced their 2020 season. It'll feature production of South Pacific, The Assembled Parties, Ain't Misbe- and Ain't Misbehaving on their main stage. Then over at the St. Germain stage, we will see Lauren Yee's The Great Leap, Nilo Cruz's Anna in the Tropics, uh, Jason Doherty's Chester Bailey, and then a really interesting show, James. This is the world premiere of a new dance musical called A Crossing. It was co-conceived by Joshua Burgas, who will direct and choreograph, along with Mark St. Germain, who this stage is named after, um, who also wrote the book for it. The music and lyrics are by Zoe Sarnak, one of the great up-and-coming musical theater writers. This is going to run from August 15th through September 6th, and I want to read the plot description here real quick. Pulsing with energy and emotional intensity, this story about a group of migrants crossing the southern border is raw, visceral and electrifying demonstrating the personal impact of crossing an invisible line this new dance musical ingeniously combines compelling lyrics athletic choreography and elements of mexican folk music to tell a remarkable tale of courage fear fear and struggle Um, the other show in this season will be a world premiere called uh the super dupa kid um has a book by melvin tunstall the third um interestingly enough one of my first uh, interviews covering theater for Broadway World when I was in Atlanta. He was in the cast of Sister Act that was touring there. Um, it has music by Joel Wagner and lyrics by Sukari Jones and is based on the novel by Ty Allen Jackson. This is the Barrington 2020 Youth Theater production. So if you want more information about all of those shows, we will have that along with uh, information about every single thing we talked about today in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. 
And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And uh, somebody will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.